better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Friday episode of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Kyle, I did not eat breakfast before we recorded this podcast, so I'm sorry if I'm hangry. Neither did I, and I'm probably going to regret it. I do have uh, a little pod dude, or a, a pod dew. A pod, oh, Mountain Dew that you're going to drink during the pod? Yeah, I got a pod dew. It's like a I shower. Didn't have coffee, no water, nothing. Yeah, just straight. I'm fa- This is, I'm uh, fasting for this pod, right? Uh, a fasted pod recording. Well, I hope you don't get too grumpy because that, that can be hit or miss. Well, and we're talking about, uh, you know, quarterbacks and rookies. So, you know, I got a couple of bad ones in here myself. <laughs> so <laughs> that's okay. Um, so I pieced this uh, data group, if you will, together looking at trying to set realistic expectations for Miami Dolphins fans, right? Because, and I think that's, um, <laughs> that's going to be difficult because you see the excitement that there is around Tua Tungavaloa in, in South Florida. And I said, okay, like, let's do some research as far as what rookie quarterback performances look like. And, Joe, I have to be honest. This inspiration came – I was watching a pro football type Mike Florio and Chris Sims were talking about the Miami Dolphins. And I'm like, oh, this is great content for Dolphins Wire. It's a nine-minute video. Let's see what I get. And they're going through, and Mike Florio makes the point that 21 out of the last 30 first-round quarterbacks drafted have started 10-plus games for their team, their rookie season. And that was the stat where I said, aha. So then I – kind of pulled all the data courtesy of pro football reference and we've got this big spreadsheet in front of us now joe where we can see all 30 quarterbacks drafted since 2010 who were first round picks we have non-first round quarterbacks who started 10 plus games over the last 10 years so we have assembled like this nice little army it's 39 quarterbacks 39 rookie quarterbacks with the stats from their rookie seasons at our disposal here and we have the – how many was it that were drafted in the first round that did not start 10 games? There's 10 of those as well, right? Uh, there are nine of those. Okay, so we've got – we got that too here. So we just got a bunch of data. We're going to talk about it. And uh, I think the first thing that came away for me, Joe, was looking at the data set for – the first-round quarterbacks who started 10-plus games. I want to read through these names now, take a little walk down memory lane. There'll be some good laughs in here, okay? Uh, in order of where they were drafted, we have number one overall picks, Sam Bradford, Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, those were the number one overall picks. Of course, that is not in chronological order. But what is that? Six of the last 10 NFL drafts. And that doesn't even get into like Joe Burrow and, you know, he'll be another name on this list after this season. Jared Goff did not start 10 games, so he doesn't make the list. Right. So this is rookies who started 10 plus games, six number one overall picks. 
uh, three, four number two overall picks, Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Robert Griffin III. Two number three overall picks in Blake Bortles and Sam Darnold. Daniel Jones, who was drafted sixth overall. Josh Allen, who was drafted seventh overall. Ryan Tannehill, who was drafted eighth overall. Blaine Gabbert and Josh Rosen drafted 10th overall. Christian Ponder drafted 12th overall. E.J. Manuel, 16th overall. Brandon Whedon, 22nd. Teddy Bridgewater, 32nd. Notable names missing here. Goff, as you said. Mahomes, who started one game. Deshaun Watson, who only started six games. Haskins only started seven games. Lamar Jackson, you know, w- was kind of the, the change of pace guy year one before taking over as the starter last year. Yeah, well, he, and he started the last however, seven games and they were six and one. <laughs> the, right. the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. So, dude, Lamar's got a crazy regular season record as the Ravens starting quarterback. That's, uh, He's what I mean. So he was. What were they last year? They fourteen and two or something? Yeah, but he only started fifteen games. They sat him outright the final seat game against Pittsburgh because they were locked in in their seat. And they they won and that they, game, they won right? that game anyway. Yeah. So, so he's, he's 13, like nineteen and three or something. <laughs> but well, then two playoff losses. Yeah, that might change eventually. All right. So what I mean, you put this together. You you were trying to find some reasonable expectations based on data for Tua and obviously Joe Burrows in this equation and you know we Justin Herbert yeah we'll see I don't know that he gets to 10 but maybe he does so I what, think he what? will I personally think he will and I really? think there, there was some dissension amongst TDN scouting staff talking right? about that um, as as far as you know to Rod Taylor and I don't know man like how safe do you think Anthony Lynn is as the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? Nine and seven, 12 and four, five and 11. I mean, I think he's safe enough, but at the same time, like, you think about the style of play that they're trying to have and the mentality that Tarod Taylor brings to the quarterback position. You remember the difference in the dynamics when, when they went from Tarod to Baker in Cleveland? how the entire offense just opened up because Tarad just refused to throw window throws. He refused to push the ball down the field. And now you think about what the Chargers offense is geared towards. I think they're really going to be operating in a box. They're going to have to make the change. It comes down to this. Do you think that Anthony Lynn's best – the best thing that could happen for Anthony Lynn to continue as the, the Chargers head coach is to play Justin Herbert and him show promise and create this belief that Herbert needs Lynn. Or do you think it is trying to win as many games as he can with Tyrod Taylor? Or whoever quarterback he thinks gives him the best chance to win. I think they need to establish momentum with Justin Herbert by the end of the year. Okay. Well then he's got to, then he's got to play. And that's my opinion. Okay. So what's the overarching theme here in terms of the the expectations you think are fair based on kind of digging into this data today? Well, you know, you, you, you start with top 32 picks who started 10-plus games, and the average stat line that you get from these guys is 3,057 passing yards, 
uh, 16 passing touchdowns, rounding up 13 interceptions and a quarterback rating in the mid and the high 70s, 79.5. Do completion percentage as well. Completion percentage. Yeah. Want to know what 15, 59.1%. That is your average starting quarterback performance. Now, uh, Joe, I looked at kind of like the polls as well. We already talked about this, but I would ask the listeners, who do you think at the highest quarterback rating is a quarterback, a first-round quarterback who started 10-plus games his rookie season in the last decade? We've had this conversation. I mentioned it. Maybe you weren't paying attention, in which case that's, that'd be terrific. Because I get to guess, even though I have the data in front of me, but you know I'm not a liar. Right. I would, I would guess it's Baker. Baker? Where's he at? Uh, 93.7, which is very good, but not the highest. I see. I've cheated now. I know the answer. Do you think people would ever guess that? Baker, was the, they, Baker was the second highest. If you, th- if you think about it, it clicks once you hear the name. Robert Griffin the third in 2012. 3,200 yards, 20 touchdowns to just five interceptions. Here's what's interesting, Joe. You look at the top numbers. RG3 obviously didn't work out, and some of that was injury issues. Uh Baker is to be determined. The third highest of the guys who started 10-plus games is Marcus Mariota. <laughs> so it's, uh, those air raid college quarterbacks, man, come and then, in. And then Teddy Bridgewater – I lied. Then it was Daniel Jones. There you go. Yeah. Although him. The, the passer rating is a little um, misleading. Joe, you went on a big campaign against Sam Darnold talking about fumbles. What was that stat? Oh, boy, he's got lots of them. Um, if you give me a second, I can absolutely pull it. I think it was 26 – was it 26 games or 26 fumbles? I have it right here. So, um, Darnold, he, 22 interceptions and 20 fumbles in 27 games at USC, oh. 28 interceptions and 16 fumbles in, in 26 NFL games. So, kind of like – Low-key Jameis Winston numbers, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. Do you know how many fumbles Daniel Jones had last year? He had a lot. I don't know the exact number. 18. That's a ton. 18 fumbles. He lost 11 of them. So, he had 12 <laughs> interceptions and 11 lost fumbles last year, Daniel Jones did. So, I only say that to point out his passer rating of 87.7 is very good, but it does not paint the entire picture, right? Stop fumbling, my guy. So then it's, it's Daniel Jones, and then uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the next guy as far as passer rating goes with 85.2. Uh, so on the bottom side of the passer rating. <laughs> yeah, you got some. First, first round, again, the criteria, first round quarterbacks that started at least 10 games. So that's the only sample size we're looking at here. So the of these 21 quarterbacks, the average was 79.5. But if you omit the six worst quarterbacks, the average jumps into the high 80s. 
for Kirk who brought it down, Kyle? What's their names? Okay, their names are Blake Bortles, sixty-nine point hmm. five passer rating. Josh Allen, sixty-seven point hmm. nine. He is the exception at this point when you hear the other names on this list. Blaine Gabbert, sixty-five point four. Josh Rosen, sixty-six point seven. Uh, we had Brandon Whedon, seventy-two point six, and Christian Ponder, seventy point one. If you take yeah. those six abysmal rookie seasons as passers out of the mix, what you're kind of left with is if you got it, you got it. And not all, not all these guys knocked everything out of the park. And that was my main message that I wanted to leave Dolphins fans with was, you know, don't expect 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 12 picks. Right. Oh, but at the gosh, very no. least, <laughs> you've you got to win somewhere. You got to have a really strong showing in some capacity. You know, for guys like Andrew Luck and Cam Newton, those guys were two out of the three that threw for over 4,000 yards their rookie seasons. Cam was the first to do it ever, right? Correct. And Andrew Luck did it the following season and it topped him by like 320 yards. And Jameis did it as well. So we've had. Three four thousand yard rookie passers ever. Yes. So, trying to keep that context as it pertains to your average rookie quarterback performance is three thousand yards, mid teens for touchdowns, and low teens for interceptions. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Kyle, the only quarterback that was drafted in the top five since 2010 that didn't start at least 10 games. His name is Jared Goff. That's it. That's the only one. And he was brutal. Right. He was, Context he was right there. As you know. bad as bad can get. His rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Fisher, head coach. Oh, and seven in yeah. starts. QB wins, right? So um, that is a pretty big sign combined with what Coach Flores has told us about Tua and him not having any limitations that Tua's going to probably start at least 10 games this year. Right. I mean, they're, they're, what is the. Joe Burrow has no competition in Cincinnati. So None. he is guaranteed to be in this box so long as he doesn't get hurt, right? right? Tua, no limitations. I think the more interesting quarterback is Justin Herbert. 
honestly, because we, we, I don't know if we're going to agree upon how that should be handled or how it will be handled, but um, it would be telling for, you know, the, the state of what we're talking about. You extend this Joe to top eight quarterbacks to include Justin Herbert. The only other guy that doesn't make the cut is Jake Locker. Yeah. And Jake Locker, ironically enough, uh, actually has in very limited playing time, some decent stats, but never really had it as a player. That became unfortunately apparent quite quickly. Here's a stat that I thought was interesting. I just like, I love just looking at big samples of data and like just trying to extrapolate interesting things Mm -hmm. of every rookie quarterback since 2010 that started at least 10 games, which is a a large number, right? It's uh, 21 plus. I mean, we're talking about basically 30 quarterbacks. It's it's 30. I think the grand total of what we're talking about is 39 players. Yeah, but not the ones that started less than 10 games. 10 or more starts, rookie quarterbacks, regardless of where they were drafted. Oh, then, yeah, it's 31. 31. So of the 31 quarterbacks that meet that criteria, there was only four that did not lead a game-winning drive, at least one game-winning drive as a rookie. Their names, Jimmy Clausen, Deshaun Kaiser, Sam Bradford, Blaine Gabbert. Every other one did it at least once. You get get, uh, Sam Bradford out of that, and you either got it or you don't, right? (laughs) <laughs> right it's like kind of that's like, an eliminator right there right. if you didn't do it it's right. not a really promising endorsement for your talent uh interestingly enough joe uh the quarterbacks who never won the quarterbacks who started any number of games over the last 10 oh, 10 boy. years no wins jared goff <laughs> oh and seven johnny manzel 0 oh, and 2. Deshaun Kaiser, 0 oh, and 15. <laughs> yeah, I hate to see it. What was that luck stat that you dropped earlier that was pretty mind boggling? Regarding what? Something about his rookie season. It was, uh, I, I cannot remember what it was. Well, I don't have it for you then. You said something before we started recording. Oh, like, oh, 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 oh. He had seven game-winning drives. Oh, there it is. That Yeah, seven. The Colts won 11 games that year. <laughs> seven game-winning drives. Dak Prescott had five. Geno Smith had five. And who's this with four right here? Baker? Kyle, uh, yeah, Baker. So there's your – those are every quarterback with above four. That's a rookie. Well, Andy Dalton also had four. Oh, the di- and I'm not normally someone who overlooks and disrespects. Well, you just did. Andy Dalton. Oh, how about also Russell Wilson? Okay, yeah. So, can I try this again? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Dak Go Prescott, ahead. Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, Andy Do Dalton. Do you just want to sort it? No, Baker Mayfield and and Andrew Luck. I got it there. In the future, I will sort it, but I'm a little bit nervous about those headers that exist in the middle of this spreadsheet we're looking at. That's all right. They'll get out of the way. Um, it's, it's pretty – so we have this broken down. We're looking at 10-plus starts as rookies that were first-round picks. 
we have non-first-round players, non-first-round quarterbacks to start 10-plus games. And then we have first-round quarterbacks to start less than 10 games. Some of these middle, non-first-round starters, you know, this is the discussion, Joe. You have to get a quarterback in top X, right? But I'm sitting here looking at the quarterback ratings and the performances and the wins and losses totals of Russell Wilson, 11 and 5, QB rating of 100, over 3,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, drafted 75th overall. Dak Prescott, 13 and 3 record, 23 and 4 touchdown interception ratio, 3,600 passing yards, 67% completion percentage. Drafted 135th overall. Gardner Minshew, 91.2. Six and six is a starter. 233 passing yards per game. 21 and six touchdown interception ratio. 3,200 passing yards. Drafted 178th overall. Andy Dalton's on this list. Derek Carr's on this list. These are long entrenched starters. You got some frogs in here, too, with Geno Smith, Jimmy Clausen, Deshaun Kaiser, and Mike Lennon. But is this not a really strong endorsement for team environment and situation? Yeah, no, there's, there's, no, there's no question about that. And, you know, I've, it goes back to a point that I've kind of made a lot in that you don't have to have the number one overall pick to find your answer at quarterback. I mean, look at, look at the, the, the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And how many of them were number one overall picks? Now I think it becomes a little bit more challenging and you're, you're, you know, banking on kind of finding somebody that like isn't a preferred guy because they're not a high pick is, is challenging. But I mean, if you look at these lists, you find the best guys in the league. It's not like there's just a list of top five picks or number one overall picks. Here's a stat. You ready for this? I am. There were a grand total of 30 quarterbacks drafted in the past 10 seasons in the first round. There were nine quarterbacks drafted outside the first round that started 10 plus games. There were the same amount of quarterbacks. Wow. Five who had a 500 or better record their rookie season who were drafted outside the first round. Dalton, nine and seven. Geno Smith, eight and eight. Say what you will about Geno Smith. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Gardner Minshew. 500 or better records. And there were five out of 30 first-round quarterbacks who managed to, man to record a starting record of 500 or better. They were Andrew Luck, 11-5, and five, Robert Griffin III, 9-6, Teddy Bridgewater, 6-6, six and six, Deshaun Watson, 3-3, three and, three, and Lamar Jackson, 6-1. and one. Very interesting. What else uh, – let's see here. What else stands out to you? What, what pops? I think the sack numbers are really interesting. 
These guys get sacked a lot. These guys, all of them. <laughs> all of them get sacked a lot. The least sacked Jameis of all people, right? In terms of percentage of, of the uh, the guys with at least 10 starts that were first-round picks. Yeah. If you Derek get, Carr is, is – when you talk that's about That's not all, surprising. Yeah, also all quarterbacks that have started at least 10 games in the rookie season, Derek Carr is by far the least sacked in terms of percentage. He was sacked 20, 24 times on 600 pass attempts. Yeah, it's crazy. Andy Dalton, 4.4%. Jameis Winston, 4.8%. Everyone else above five. Well, Baker Mayfield, um, 4.9. You know, I like to leave one out. You know, Just snuck in there. Friend. Yeah. There's some with over 10%. Like yeah. Bortles. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Jared Goff was sacked on 11%. Paxton Lynch on 10%. Dwayne, ha- 13? Dwayne Haskins. I What's told you, about? man. I told you, man. He took care 13. of the ball, but his process was slow. Well, and slow. they were missing Trent Williams, too. And yeah, that didn't you know, help. But Donald Penn, So, Donald Penn was their left tackle. Somebody going to sign that guy? No. I uh, listened to Brandon Thorne, who's really good at offensive line stuff. Uh, he does a, the trench warfare, trench warfare podcast. He said that, like, Donald Penn has a history of guys at guard next to him having career years. Oh, really? Yeah. And pointed to Eric Flowers as an example. But he had, he had others as well. I wish I had rec- been, been able to recall more of those. But he, he went through, like, two or three different guys that was like, yeah, they had their best That's year fun. next to Donald Penn next year. Yeah, so. All right. So did you see what I did here all the way on the right with color coding? Oh, uh, boy. Not, yep, I do. Uh, okay. So now we can sort comfortably. Right. So I'm yeah. going to sort by adjusted yards per attempt. Net yards per attempt. No. Adjusted yards per attempt. But net yards is better. Fine. We'll do that one. You're going to pound the table. Oh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Manziel. Is that a real stat? That's that can't be real, right? There's got to be a typo. Uh, I maybe. Oh well, no, because thirty-five I think attempts. He... Yeah. Jesus. Oh, right, let's let's go start. We're gonna start from the top down. Jake Locker, super outlier, right? He only had sixty-six attempts. We're sorting all these quarterbacks, all thirty-nine, regardless of where you were drafted, what round, how many starts you had. Adjusted net yards per attempt. So this is taking into account throwaways and sack yardage per attempt. What you net per play. Would you have guessed of quarterbacks to have more than 100 pass attempts that Dak Prescott would have been one on the list? It's not, it's not that surprising. I will say this. Year, man. Yeah. I'll say this. It it hurts to see RG3 here at number two, seeing that the names around him were Prescott, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. <laughs> Those were the top, four, uh, the top four guys with over 100 pass attempts. Dak Prescott, RG3, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. Those were the only four guys with over 100 pass attempts their rookie seasons to have an adjusted net yards per attempt in excess of seven, which is very good. 
you got some stinkers down here at the bottom. This yeah. was a good call, Joe. This is a good way to, to, to filter this because it really paints a picture as you read the names. I mean, it's, it's almost like a ranking of them. Yeah, there's the outliers, right? Like Jared Goff was second to worst. Right. But you take that out, it's Manziel, Clawson, Rosen, Gabbert, Kaiser, Bortles, Geno Smith, Dwayne Haskins, Christian Ponder, Josh Allen. And those guys were all four and a quarter yards or less. What was Josh? Josh was 4.37. So those were all of the players with under four and a half adjusted yep. net yards per attempt. It's I mean, almost, even when you almost a kiss of death, it's you're in that group. Yeah, but I mean, even looking at this top, at the top of this, when you kind of go like, where's it's like five and a. Uh, yeah, call it like, five and a half. Yeah, basically, right? I wanted to get Lamar in there because he's at 5.46. Or is that Kyler? Kyler, yeah. No, it's Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, so, so yeah, go five and a half. Five and a half and up is, is a – that's a key number you want to get to. Is Kyler, Andy Dalton, Andrew Luck, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes – he only had 35 attempts uh, – Mariota, Cam Newton, Minshew, Jameis Winston, Tim Tebow, who only had 82 attempts – Sample size matters. Mayfield, Wilson, Watson, RG3, Dak Prescott. Yeah. That's I a, think we, did, that's we just came up with a stat here, man. Yeah, you, your rookie quarterback, you want them to have at least five and a half adjusted net yards per attempt. So when you guys hear me well. reference that <laughs> later today on Locked on Dolphins, just know that I came up with it beforehand, and I definitely didn't pull it from this conversation right here and now. Oh, yeah, that's uh... – that's a big number there, man. That's it's a, it's that's a, a, and then you've got like even the the middle ground guys are all QB purgatory guys. It's like four and a half and down is not good. Five and a half and up is promising. The guys in the middle, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Andy Sam Dalton. Darnold, Ryan Tannehill. Carson Wentz, okay, you know, there's one in there. There's always going to be an outlier. Mitchell Trubisky, Brandon Whedon, Mike Glennon, Paxton Lynch, EJ Manuel, Derek Carr, Sam Bradford. How many guys do you feel really good about in that group? Carson? Yeah. Tannehill now with Tennessee? Yeah. After seven years of being a starting quarterback because he played wide receiver at Texas A&M? Big qualifier, man. So let me ask you this, and I'm not, I'm not being a dickhead. Thanks for prefacing it like that. But you see Josh down here at, what, 437? Mm-hmm. Are you worried about a plateau? Because, you know, and, and I'm sure you've seen a bunch of people reference Mitchell Trubisky in year two versus Josh Allen in year two. Because that's like, they've become like the internet punching bags, right? Are you worried about a plateau? I think, I think everybody that has a quarterback entering their third year in the NFL should be worried about a plateau. Um, Good answer. (laughs) There's that. I mean, that for Josh in year two, it went up to 5.71, which is really encouraging. Um, I think the best thing to point to belief that Josh Allen will continue to get better is that he has done nothing but get better, even dating back to Wyoming. And so um, a guy that works really hard and has a lot of natural physical tools. I mean, I, I I don't think his 
I don't think he's played his best football yet. So um, if he regressed right from year one to year two, then, or showed, you know, had areas where he didn't improve because like you go from anything from rating completion percentage, touchdown percentage, interception percentage, adjusted net yards per attempt, even his, his numbers, his rating and completion percentage under pressure. Those are numbers that went up a ton. Um, You know, I, I, I take encouragement in that. And then I think you go back to the only starter from his rookie year in 2018 that carried over to 2019 besides himself was the left tackle, Deion Dawkins, you know, like a, a total personnel change. And I think that's where you kind of go back to that situation. You know, things, things were not, things weren't passable around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think the guys that started in 2018 around Josh Allen, like, I don't think a lot of those guys are still in the league. Like right. his receivers were Calvin Benjamin, Jeremy Curley, and Andre Holmes. Those guys aren't NFL players anymore. One year removed, you know his, you know he's got Deion Dawkins, Vlad Dukas, Russell Bodine. Uh, who, who the heck was that right tackle that went to the Dolphins? What's his name? J- uh, Jordan Mills, Jalen yeah. Mills, Jordan Mills, and like John Miller or whatever. Like it's those aren't. I mean Miller's still around, but like not even like real NFL players around him, you know? <laughs> That's where I would take hope and that he's not plateaued and that he's going to continue to improve. Can we talk about this Geno Smith here? Sure. So I've, I've flipped the table and we're now looking at game winning drives, which is one of my favorite quarterback statistics. Oh, well you should love where Josh Allen falls in that. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good. Top five so in the entire we, NFL. We talked about Andrew Luck had seven game winning drives his rookie season. Yeah. Out of 11 wins. Listen, to the na- here are the names that had three or more their rookie seasons, okay? Luck, Prescott, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, Minshew, Bridgewater, Josh Allen. These guys are all starters. Geno Smith had five game-winning drives. Have you actually looked at his stats from this year, Joe? With 12 touchdowns and 21 interceptions? And a, an adjusted net yards per attempt of 4.17. And the team went 8-8, eight and eight and Geno had five game-winning drives. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? Uh, let me tell you about uh, his head coach. Rex. <laughs> Rexy, Rexy. Oh, I really appreciate it. It's been a while since I was able to criticize Rex Ryan, <laughs> so I really – I am really grateful for oh, this opportunity. Oh, man. It's just like, what, what was uh, in Buffalo? He had the number one rushing offense like two years in a row. And it was like the only coach in NFL history to not make the playoffs with, while having the number one rush offense in the NFL. Right. Only Rex, brother. Anything Too else? Bad he's you- not coaching a team right now. Like, you get, you get to enjoy Gase post Miami. I want to enjoy Rex post Buffalo. Well, you get to enjoy him on television. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not down. the same. It's not the same. I want to see him ruin another team, you know? Is there Who anything we... else you want to glean over on this list before you go too far down <laughs> this rabbit hole? Because I, I was just about to back. assign him to a team that I can watch I know. crash and burn, and that would have been bad because the Patriots. You know what? That's the thing about Kraft. So I tried to take some. I tried to take a, a hit against Kraft, like about because people were talking about how he's such a great owner, and I came back and I was like, well, yeah. I mean, he he uh, he hired Bill Belichick, and all of a sudden he's a great owner. And people are like, well, you know, he also hired um, Bill Parcells and uh, Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll too. You know, yeah. so so maybe he just does know how to find head coaches. 
So I wouldn't expect him to uh, go from those three to, to Rex. I think Rex is done. Is there anything else you want to glean from this list? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I would love to manufacture a talking point about Drew Brees and how he fared in his first three seasons. All right, let's do it. Well, total outlier. He was 32nd overall pick, right? No, he was, he was a sec. He was 33. Oh no, he's 32. There wasn't uh, the Texans didn't exist. Is that what you're getting at? Uh, I don't remember what the dynamics were, but I remember he was the first pick in the second round and they came at 32. Right. So he modern, a modern day first round pick, if you will, but statistically he was very poor um i am pulling up those numbers here first three seasons he almost didn't play at all his rookie season he wound up having like 26 starts over this span though 27 starts he was 10 and 17 10 and 17 sub 60 percent completions he had an adjusted net yards in his two seasons as the starter there in that first three-year window of 495 and three nine one, uh, just not very promising at all, right? And so this guy goes on to be the NFL's all-time leader in passing yards and passing touchdowns, winning Super Bowls. I mean, we all know and respect Drew Brees as a player. And so, I think a good way to end this conversation is to remind people that quarterback development is a thing. And so, yep, don't sit here and bury quarterbacks because of what they do as rookies, because while there is a lot of promise that they can show and it, it does lead to a, a good trajectory just because guys don't come out as finished products like you expect them to and you want to get the tweets off and it's really cool to criticize young quarterbacks, remember that these guys do develop. But there in itself lies part of the problem, right? Because a lot of times coaches don't have the luxury of embracing player development. There is too much of a rat race for success and win now and here and now. There's too much job pressure and job insecurity. Whereas it's one of the reasons why, Joe, I I strongly believe you continue to see the teams that have the most consistent success in the NFL are the teams that have the most continuity. And I get that that is a chicken versus egg argument. I understand that. But I don't think it's a coincidence that the Steelers have had three head coaches since the Reagan administration. Bill Belichick's been in New England for 20 years. Look at the Green Bay Packers. No, they're not a team that's constantly firing their general manager. Ted Thompson was there for forever. Mike McCarthy had 13 years. And they made the playoffs nine out of 13 years. Now, granted, it helps to go from – Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, but you know what? They kind of developed Brett Favre, and they kind of developed Aaron Rodgers. Kyle, I, I think this is presenting a really good talking point here. Like, let's, let's focus our attention on the first-round quarterbacks okay. that did not start 10 games as a rookie. Okay. And you got a good list of quarterbacks here, Kyle. Now, there's some exceptions. Jake Locker retired, right, like very quickly. Tim Tebow should have never been a first-round pick. Johnny Manziel should have never been a first-round pick. And you, I have the receipts on that. I can Paxton Lynch, same it. thing. If, same thing with Ima- Paxton Lynch. Imagine thinking Paxton Lynch. 
<laughs> right. So take these guys play. that just never should have been first-round picks out of the equation. Here's what I got. I got a list of some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, uh, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff. It's okay. Like, and, and what, what you just said there in terms of not forcing guys into action, that should be very encouraging for Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, a stable organization and a situation where he's not cast into action and that guy's going to be, you know, able to not have to, you know, subscribe fully into the fail forward type mentality. Now, I will, so, say, that, I will say this for Deshaun, though. I don't know how Deshaun didn't start from the jump but he was inserted at halftime right. of the first game. And then he proceeds to throw 19 touchdowns in six starts, seven games, six, six and a half games for his 19 touchdowns. So he's amongst this group, but I do think he, he has a little bit of an asterisk, right? Because he got hurt. Otherwise he would have started the full season. Yeah, it's true. But to your larger point, the situation is just as important as anything else, if not more important than anything else. I think when you strike gold from an intangibles perspective, it's the right mix of like your style of play, the intangibles of the quarterback. Looking at Andy Dalton, you know, say what you will about Andy Dalton and say what you will about Marvin Lewis, but the continuity that they had there allowed for Andy Dalton to go on to have a very nice stretch. And then the team either had to decide we want to continue with the continuity or we want to try and make a change and ignite the team to jump to the next level. That's the decision that you saw uh, the Green Bay Packers make when they fired Mike McCarthy for Matt LaFleur. And lo and behold, the team goes 13-3. and It's the same decision the Dallas Cowboys made with Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett, right? We're, we're having success, but we're not having postseason success. Well, we're, we're grappling with continuity, but enough's enough. Now it's time to make a change. And I think Mike McCarthy will light a fire under Dallas because it's a new coach to respond to. So, like, you have to pick and choose your spots, but a, a toxic cycle of every three years, we're in, we're out, we're in, we're out. We got a new guy. We got a new GM. Next year, we got a new head coach. Like this, this Jacksonville Jaguars merry-go-round that these guys have been on now. Washington, with the, the head coaching merry-go-round. Yeah. Miami, alternating every other year, we're firing the head coach. We're firing the GM. And GM, the new GM is stuck with the old head coach. And then the old head coach gets fired, and the new <laughs> GM gets to pick the next head coach. And then we fire the GM and leave the old head coach. And it's like, guys, organizational strategy. It's such a big piece of the puzzle, and it does trickle down and impact even young quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks. So, I'm good here. We're good. We hope you guys have a great weekend. I know we will. We'll be back next week. Uh, it's Mock Draft Monday on Monday. Oh, yeah. Joe's talking about his Mock Draft 1.0 coming out. We're excited for it. And then we have Draft Dudes live on Monday night. So Monday will be a very busy day. Can't wait. I'm sure we'll get a ton of takes about Joe's mock, and I am very much looking oh, forward to yeah. breaking those I'm down. I'm just going to be – oh, man, yeah. Mock drafts in August. Rip me to shreds. Please do. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, thanks as always for listening. We hope to see you guys again on Monday.